The College Game Day podcast is presented by Old Dominion Freight Line, helping the world keep promises. Spots in conference championship games to be decided. Are there road upset traps everywhere? This is the College Game Day podcast for Friday, November 17th. Reese Davis, Pete Thamel, and Stanford Steve with you here to give you wrong answers only, probably in our picks. Although, you know, we're doing we're doing okay uh, over the thing. Before we dive into the records and the picks, though, college game day going to James Madison. Third trip there. The Dukes have an undefeated season going. But there's going to be a scene at JMU on Saturday morning. Steve, how are you how are you making it in? This is a this might be a road trip for you rather than uh rather than airports, right? Yeah, this is uh uh I don't want to say pleasant surprise because I really was looking forward uh to playing or going to Corvallis. Uh that was the one I had I that was my bad I didn't talk to anybody. I just assumed we were going to go there. But um just because I, I have Finney for that place, I w- I played there when the stadium was only seventeen thousand. Now it's up, you know, in, in in a real real deal, and that place is going to be electric uh, Saturday. I'm sure we'll get to that when we talk the game. Uh, but yeah, car ride for uh, over to Harrisonburg. <laughs> uh, we'll get over there. We'll go do Scott's show, and then we'll uh, we'll drive on over to. Uh, uh, I don't know if they consider themselves Northern Virginia. I'm 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 busy enough still trying to learn the geography of the D.C. Maryland area, Reese, and I haven't gotten over to Northern. Northern Virginia. But, yeah, we'll head over there uh, late Thursday night. Correct me if I'm wrong, Reese. In game day lore, their their crowd there was supposed to be amongst, like, the most robust. Is that correct? That is correct. The largest and not maybe not the largest, but one of the largest. They are in the in the Washington State realm wow. in terms of size of crowd. Huh. It, huh. it was uh, – I mean, they – I, I – feel stupid doing these things because I feel like I'm saying, oh, remember what I said. But they actually made T-shirts, and I got stopped in the airport just last summer from a JMU grad because in the in the scene set intro, I referred to James Madison as father of the Constitution, mother of all college game day crowds. And they've, uh, you know, they made shirts and uh, there's been a point of pride that they, that they well, that they showed up. It will probably be reprised on Saturday morning if we have a crowd that's worthy of it. The shirts are already be they're already made. They, they uh, there's a company out there um, that that has made them and they have posted them. Uh, and uh, yes, they are with with those words on it. So that great will. Job. Uh, well, you know, not not too great because apparently I didn't patent it because I've seen not one dime from that, nor, nor did I see anything from fighting Reese Davis's when Pat Fitzgerald was making ah, fun of yeah. me back in the day. Not one penny from from any of that. But, mm. you know, there were a couple of good options, a couple of good stories to, you know, yeah. to reference you. It would have been great to have been in, in Corvallis. Uh, for sure, but it's going to be a tremendous morning in Harrisonburg too. The Jonas Brothers are coming. They're going to perform not only during the show, but then immediately afterward, there will be a couple of uh, bonus Jonas songs, as it were. Hey now, uh, hey now. But uh, <laughs> they your buddies of- from the draft, Reese. Don't you go back with the Jonas Brothers? <laughs> I, yeah, Pete. You know the Joe Bros and I. Uh, we were. Uh, <laughs> They were, I mean, they were really gracious to spend a lot of time with us on the NFL draft. They had, we had a lot of fun with them. 
And at one point, I sort of thought, ah, what the heck? Because we had tried to get uh, Joe on a number of occasions to come and be the guest picker when we were at Penn State at various times, Penn mm-hmm. State fan. And he's always willing. But, I mean, look, they're the Jonas Brothers. They're busy. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean you know, it's, like, it's a pretty – They've got scheduling conflict. And so I'm, guess, I'm guessing they got some Friday nights and Saturday nights and Saturday morning really doesn't fit in. Exactly. There. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a tough ask. And I understand that. And we're that's why I'm always extraordinarily grateful to these people who have sure. have greatly successful lives and hectic, crazy schedules when they're kind enough to come and join us, uh, you know, could not be more grateful for their time. But they were on the draft, and I was like, hey, can I get a promise, you know, that you guys will come on college game day at some point? And they're like, yeah, 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 we'd love to, you know, and all that stuff. And I know they meant it, and I was hoping it would work out. And, you know, this uh, – not not through any of my efforts. This is way, way above me. But I guess there were some negotiations, some discussions about how it could uh, be mutually beneficial, and they, you know – we're able to work it into their schedule this weekend. So here we go. And JMU uh, gets the benefit of hopefully a great show from us, which we'll do our best and guaranteed a great performance from the Jonas brothers because they don't deliver any other kind. So your daughters want to come now, Steve. Oh yeah. We've been trying to hide that. <laughs> and it's uh, mom went to the concert when they were here in DC a couple oh. of weeks ago. So there's uh what time do you think they're going to be? And when are you leaving? <laughs> there's a lot. I, I do want to say I'm going to go. I'm going to offer you guys the invite. Also, I was in touch with uh, folks at JMU. I'm going to go Friday night, see the ranked basketball team play. Uh, it's the home. Radford, right? Yeah, home home part of the Cancun Challenge. So I'm, I've never been to that bill. I've never been to the campus. So I, 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 do, I do really appreciate, like you notice it, well, you know, you know, uh, everybody has school pride, but JMU's up there on the list. Like th- these, these alums, the kids there, man, like just them reaching out, they absolutely love their school. And I, and mm-hmm. I, and I find that in this day and age with social media and where I could be and all that, it, it does feel genuine. And I can't, I can't wait to, to, to feel that, uh, on campus. I'm not saying you know, other pay- folks don't have it, but this, you know, little guy mentality, making it to the big stage, the fight they're up against, uh, I find it really, really uh, fascinating and interesting. You know, if um, it always, you know, Pete knows, I always express the caveat that if I'm if I'm finished, if I'm caught up, if I'm ready to go, I'd love to go to the basketball game yeah. if I if I okay. can. But I always Friday Friday night for me is a school I, night, you correct. know. So, I, I, but. But I'd love to go over for a little while and see yeah. that. I mean, they beat you know beat Michigan State uh, already. Radford so. hung with North Carolina too, uh, first game, so should be going. Yeah, this is what is astounding to me about JMU. Um, they've transitioned to a much more difficult league than Sam Houston is transitioning to, and they are undefeated. Sam Houston won the national title in FCS mm-hmm. in 2020. Uh, they won the they won the spring one under uh, under under Casey Keeler, yep. and the fact that that JMU has made the transition and have made it in this way, and this is not to pick on Sam Houston, but it is more to say, like, it, let's put in perspective how hard this jump is. Right, um, you, you've got Sam Houston going to Conference USA, and they're two and eight, in a, in a in a much easier league. So I think they started out zero and eight too. Yes, yes. So. <laughs> 
I uh, I just feel like like a huge hat tip. Like you 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 just don't roll in. The Sun Belt's a hard league right now. Like mm-hmm. there's no other, there's no other way to say it. It's a great yeah. little league. It's been built on regional rivalries. Uh, I went on an App State podcast this morning with uh, with Brett Strilo down there. Uh, we reminisced a little bit about last year. This is four hour drive. Like yeah, that's college football. Like yep. you know you great should be point. able to you know Stanford should be able to drive to. UCLA and USC and you know you you like a four hour drive as you your buddies go get in the car and you sleep on the guys couches that you mm-hmm. went to high school with who go there and the Sun Belt has that regionality it has that connection and I just think it's a it's it's the 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 base is set for a really good league to uh to, to grow and blossom and the fact they'll play a little weeknight football makes me happy because we yeah. get to watch them uh, we get to watch them a little bit more but there's uh you know there but just to roll in that league and you look at Southern Miss proud program really struggling like to go in and, and dominate is uh, is really impressive in a in a in a in a testament to Kurt Signetti and, and the job that he and his no staff doubt. have done. I, I don't really know what you're talking about, Steve. I mean, all conferences, uh, I mean, or Pete, all the conferences are going to be able to do that. Steve and his buddies are going to be able to yeah. drive from Palo Alto to, to Blacksburg and hang out with some of their some of their buddies from Virginia Tech. No, We're going to drive separately and meet in Dallas. Yeah. 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 There you go. You know? Easy. I mean, and you know, and poor and poor Sam Houston. Uh poor Sam Houston in the early part of the season, they they were like channeling their inner Nebraska and inventing ways to lose. Sorry, yeah. Sarah. That, they had some tough run there. They had yeah. some tough run. That, but at least they've won a yeah. couple here. I wasn't trying to pick on the old uh, old, old little bear cats. I was just trying to yeah. point out how uh, how remarkable this JMU run really is. Bear, bear cats with a K, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. So let's go ahead and get into the picks here, gentlemen. Weekend preview is brought to you by Eckridge Smoked Sausage. Psst, the secret to winning game days this college football season is Eckridge Smoked Sausage. Visit Eckridge.com for dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes to elevate your next tailgate and perhaps give you ideas when you're making that road trip next year from Palo Alto to Winston-Salem to be able to catch your favorite team in that geographical uh, intra-conference tilt that you'll be able to keep yourself well-nourished along the way because it might take a little while to make those drives. How do we stand right now in the records in the race for the ribeye? It is a week 12 in the race for the ribeye. The stakes are stakes. Steve! With a six-game lead over Reese in the overall standings right now. So not a done deal yet as we have uh, basically three weeks left in this this challenge here. Last week, Reese went six and two. Pete, five and three. Steve, four and four. So, you know, way, way to go, Pete. Fist bumps. So, right on, man. Steve, what is um, what what's what happened on the fridge last week? Where were oh. we? We were two and one. Colorado State minus three and a half, up twenty-two to three in oh. the fourth quarter. Yeah, and um, I went back and looked it up because it's so sickening. <laughs> San Diego State has scored thirteen points in one quarter once this year, and now it's twice because they scored thirteen points in the fourth quarter and lost twenty-two to nineteen, and that's how we didn't get a three in one week. Three and a half about these really bad beats. I, I think it would resonate with other gamblers in America. Oh, they, uh, it's, it's funny. I, poor Rossio and I were driving after, <laughs> after the Georgia game back to Atlanta, and there might have been some expletives, uh, <laughs> sent out when 
that uh <laughs> that touchdown was scored because you knew Ooh, was it uh, like 1 a.m i'm just picturing you and rossio on the that no it actually was a earlier we got okay. out of there to start the f- no okay all right four yeah. so yeah we were probably about 10 30 11 10, about 10 30 in those you know you got to check if rossio's awake a lot of times too so that makes sure <laughs> that i knew that he was awake <laughs> so that's i mean it's just just unbelievably uh frustrating we can't get a, a three in one week on that darn fridge you uh, i feel this is this is the week i feel like you should do five next year i just feel like there's i too was much- gonna do five because I, I i see i love georgia in the over last week i absolutely love that that game went exactly how as i thought it was and i said i don't want to add on and you know we had to uh there was other more important things on the show to take away from a pick so we uh We'll we'll be all right. We we are fine mentally. We're in a good state. So, um, but it's just it's 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 hilarious now. This stuff just, that just happened. Just spin that wheel. I give a little foreshadowing here. This is not on our list of games that Taylor's about to lay out for us expertly. But um, I think I think I know what I'm going to do with with my super dog this week. Okay. I think I'm going to take UMass, which is a four touchdown underdog. Not just because. Not just because I'm trying to catch McAfee, of which there's really no shot of that mm-hmm. happening. We all lost last week, right? Uh, I I did. I know. I think I, I everybody lost. lost. Did they really? Yeah, didn't even cover nothing. I'm I'm leaning toward UMass right now against the undefeated Liberty, Liberty. Flames because I believe I'm looking right now. I believe it was this. Yes, it was this week last year that. Word started to get out that Liberty's coach hmm. might be on the move. And they played New Mexico State and got absolutely, it was a week later, but it was uh, there, mm-hmm. um, you know, late in the season. And they got absolutely throttled. Game game they shouldn't have lost. New Mexico State got beat 49 14. Hmm. Shouldn't yeah, lose that this. That was a gob result. Like, yeah. That, that was stunning. And Oh, I don't know if there's any any similarities. I don't know if there was any internet tomfoolery involved, but just as a reminder to the kids out there, when you tweet on X, <laughs> turn off the location, baby. Turn off, turn off the location. I mean, I'm just could saying, be recruiting. There could be, there you know, could, could be, be a stud down there. Could could be could be somebody else in charge of the account. Could have been anything. Don't know that that was the case. Uh, yeah, Pete. Pete, you look perplexed. Did you? You did. See, did you see this? No. Okay. I, I probably uh, should. Uh, no. Well. Okay. What happened was, and we don't know, but what happened was, it was on the internet. And again, I don't know if there was tomfoolery involved, but there was a retweet from the Liberty head coach Jamie Jamie Chadwell, Chadwell. Yeah. about his coach's show coming up the next yeah. evening a reminder to the good people to listen to the show sure yeah you know, which as one might do you want to retweet some good news right mhm the locations were on the location says Starkville Mississippi <laughs> <laughs> where the tweet came from now there might look there could have been some chicanery involved yeah. somebody might have doctored that i don't know you know but i just thought hmm well history Maybe I'll consider UMass. If we get to the bottom of whether that was real or not, 
that will. Well, that I totally will, miss that. Some that insider will, I am. That will uh, that will inform my decision. Well, like uh, you can't believe everything you see on the internet, Pete. It might not no. be true. I do. So you know, but you never know. It's, it's <laughs> so many weird things so that good. have happened this season that have made it fun. You know, I mean, I, <laughs> anyway. So that's a that's a lean. I'm gonna I'm going to I try to get to the bottom of that before I decide for sure on what hail mary. But the internet is showing some. Uh, the internet is showing some some uh, Photoshop on that tweet. Some Photoshop on it. Okay, oh, well, see, it that's could what, be exactly early internet yeah. results. And I I told you I believe everything I see in the internet. Yeah, so. if you if you get down to the bottom, you have multiple it, sources to confirm that. If I don't was. have multiple, only one. You know, I you know I strive I strive I, for multiple. I know what the deal is. But, you know, here's the here here's the here's the thing about that. There are a number of things that are true. Immediately, you think, okay, there's some type of tomfoolery involved. At the same time, it also is a pretty good a pretty good fit in terms of idea philosophy of what you might want to do with making a change in Starkville, but. Uh, he just got there too, so there's there's that part. So there's a lot. I don't know if I'll go UMass or not, but it's a it's a funny little college football trickeration moment. Either either way you either way you go at it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Taylor, what do you say let's make some picks? Let's boogie, boys. Louisville, a one-point favorite at Miami. The easiest way for Louisville to get to the ACC title game is to win this game here. That kicks off at noon Eastern. Let's go Reese, Steve, and then Pete. That is indeed the easiest way. Or Carolina could lose to Clemson. Or Virginia Tech could lose and Georgia Tech could win, which would clinch a tiebreaker. Uh with North Carolina in the event that that happens. I think Louisville's going to go to the ACC championship game. I, I like this team a lot, um, but, you know, they have flirted with disaster a couple mm-hmm. of times. Um, they, you know, they probably, they were not probably, they were very fortunate to escape the Virginia game the other night. They've got some big time playmakers. Um, they probably turned the ball over a little bit more than you'd like, but they've got some disruptive guys on defense. I thought Miami played really hard against Florida State on Saturday afternoon. Just not didn't have quite enough to win in that environment. Uh, I'm basically you're picking the winner here. I think Louisville's good. I'm not anti Louisville at all. Uh, I'm really looking forward to having Jeff Brom on the show Saturday. I'm going to go Miami. I think Miami wins the game. 
but Louisville will still wind up in the ACC championship game and will give the Seminoles a challenge once they get there. I agree. Uh, watching that Virginia-Louisville game Thursday night, there were some things that Virginia had success with. Uh, looking at Miami, the way they battled, I, I will give Coach Cristobal a lot of credit. That offensive line is one of the most improved uh, groups in the country. From where they were, uh, you know, th- the quarterback obviously is the question, uh, but I like the the other pieces that he has surrounded that position with. I, I, I believe Miami pulls the upset. Or you know what? I shouldn't say that. They are favored. Miami wins. Well, I don't know why you'd have any faith in Miami. What have they done to earn? What have they done to earn your non Pepto Bismol pick at this point in the uh, in the season? Tyler Van Dyke, who they benched, is coming back. Um, uh, to to start again for the for the Hurricanes and at this point like I'm I have picked too many times against Louisville's very excellent defense in order to uh, in order to to think anything otherwise so I am I am going with uh, Captain XFL and Mr. Brom and I will take uh, Louisville to cover the points SMU trying to punch its ticket to the American Championship game they are an eight and a half point favorite at Memphis that kicks off at twelve p.m. Eastern let's go Steve Pete and then Reese. SMU's had a great season. Uh, went out, I believe they are in the conference title game. I think it's too many points. Memphis is still a decent program. Uh, I'm going to take the home dog here with Memphis. A lot of points, um, but SMU has shown an affinity to score a lot of points this mm-hmm. season. Now, look, Me- Memphis has had one of the the sneaky best turnarounds in in the country this year. I don't, I don't think. I don't think anyone projected they would be where they are. They beat Boise earlier in the year. Uh, they played Missouri pretty tough when you look in retrospect, right? Like that's, uh, you know, there, that, there's no shame in uh, in that neutral game in St. Louis. Um, all that said, uh, SMU's shown its offense travels, and I think it's going to travel again. And I think Memphis is, the sum has been greater than their parts, and I think some of their parts get exposed here. I'm going to take Memphis and the points also. I mean, their two losses to Missouri and Tulane. Uh, this year. Now, they messed around with Charlotte. They had to fight off uh, a somewhat improving or largely improving South Florida team and uh, North Texas. They pulled some out of the fire, but two of those were on the road. I think it's a sneaky, tough place to play. They've had a good season. And you know what? I'm not even going to thread the needle here. I think SMU is the better team, but I'm going to take Memphis not only to cover, but to win it outright. Uh, Hey, Memphis upsets uh, SMU. That should be your super dog, Reese, Uh, unless you really need the points, which you do. Well, I really do, but I might might do it. I might take it for super dog. I don't know. Either them or UMass for fun. I don't know. Game day headed to Harrisonburg. They will be ready in the Shenandoah Valley, not Northern Virginia, Steve. Just a little. I got it for you. I didn't think Uh, so. That's why I didn't want to put it in the same sense. You're learning Appalachian State. They're they're facing off against the Dukes. The Dukes are a ten and a half point favorite. This kicks off at two p.m. Eastern. Let's go, Pete, Reese, and then Steve. I love App State sitting here as the uh, spoiler. Just the way we saw Troy go in bully App State for fifty nine minutes last year, only to lose on that uh, on that now famous hail mary. Um, I really think App State's playing well. They've won three in a row. They went to Georgia State and absolutely manhandled them uh, last weekend. Nate Noel had a 61-yard run in that game. He's back. Uh, he'd been dinged up and injured. He's App State's star tailback who's been there for uh, for for a number of years. And uh, I really think App State's found its gunslinger of the future in Joey Aguilar. He's uh, he's he's 
chucking the ball around. Uh, he's chucking the ball around a lot, really, uh, really, really well. A JUCO kid from Northern California is uh, is in a groove right now, and I think th- things have looked dicey for App State early in the year. I don't think they win, but I will take the Stanford Steve Needle thread here and say they cover with the ten and a half. I really like that. That that's where I am on this too, Pete. I'm not going to pick against JMU, but they they I think they did lose one of the game day trips prior. Now yes. this is one of this is one of those things where, like we were talking about on the pod Wednesday, nobody believes that Oregon State is sitting around thinking about court cases and winning the pack two battle i'm not no one's suggesting that but when you have an environment or an atmosphere that is sort of all-encompassing surrounding your program some of that trickles into you there's a lot of stuff going on at jmu this week uh, whether it's hopes that they can get to the sunbelt championship uh maybe the ncaa provides relief here comes game day they come on their side here comes the jonas brothers on their side. Who knows who else might be there, you know, to be the guest picker. A lot of stuff going on. And Appalachian State has sort of quietly and sneakily, as Pete pointed out, gotten itself back together, gotten itself back in line. They're sitting there, by the way, if there is no, you know, if there's no injunction relief or or a committee relief, not injunction, I guess, but if there's no relief from the NCAA on this, they're in that division with two losses, just like Coastal Carolina behind James Madison, who's not eligible. Pretty big game for them, too. I think JMU still wins, stays perfect, but I'm not willing to lay that many points. So I'm going to take JMU for the win, App State for the cover. I'm all in. I, I love watching this team. Uh, the defense leads the country in rush defense, 61 a game, leads the country in sacks. That defense is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, App, App State's been phenomenal the last three weeks, really getting the offense going like Pete touched on. Uh, Reese, I knew you had a shortened show last night, so I didn't want to text you, but I honestly want to know if the committee has watched a single James Madison game with them not even being in the rankings. I get it. They're not bowl eligible. But if this thing ever slip, flipped, like how do they just insert them? Do they have a a peg on the rankings where there's a there's a B column and JMU just slides in. I just I, I find that uh interesting knowing it's still a possibility. Do you think they're the best group of five teams, Steve? Yes. You do. I do. Interesting. Interesting. Better than those Toledo Rockets. Yeah. Warmed our heart with a little Tuesday Maction comeback the other night and had Illinois dead pinned yeah. on the ground. Yeah. Um, which would be eleven in a row. They I, did- I, they yeah. didn't warm all of the hearts watching that game. Uh, the fourth and two give up by Bowling Green against Toledo. Uh, <laughs> fr- frustrated a certain Bowling Green fan, a friend of mine. So not everybody was warmed <laughs> by that, Pete. Some were extraordinarily frustrated by that turn of events. How about the wheels on that kid pulling yeah, away was, on, that, yeah. on that fourth yeah. and two play? He could scoot. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take JMU and lay the points. Uh I, I get it. App Space and playing their best ball, but this is a different animal. Like I said, that defense uh is real. And um I'll take I'll lay the points with the favorite. Georgia's trip to Knoxville, not quite looking as tricky as it did uh before the volunteers tripped up against Mizzou. Georgia a ten point favorite at Tennessee. It kicks off at three thirty PM Eastern time. We'll go Reese, Steve, and then Pete. Third straight big game uh for Georgia. 
toughest road game of the season uh, by far. All of Tennessee's losses, I believe, have been on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, you know, there are a lot of storylines here. This is this is really the only get back opportunity left for Tennessee, right? I mean, they've they've lost every big game pretty much for them this year. If they lose, it drops them to a four loss season. You know, there are so many great memories uh, over the course of this rivalry. Uh, there's, you know, there's 2001. We just stepped on their face with a hobnail boot and broke their nose. P44 Haynes for Ron Haynes. He caught the game winner. Haynes has got it. Touchdown, touchdown, dogs. A great Larry Munson call. Tennessee beating Georgia on a Hail Mary. Josh Dobbs, mm-hmm. Juwan mm-hmm. Jennings, good names for the moment if you're NFL fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee upset the dogs with Stafford and no shine that might have cost Georgia a national title in 2007. An upset wouldn't do anything of the sort this year. Georgia's still going to the SEC championship game. And I don't see how in the world they do it. I'm going to take the dogs and lay the points. Uh, I just, I, I don't see Tennessee. I don't see Tennessee beating them. And I really don't see uh, Tennessee staying within 10. They might for a while, but Georgia will close it out and cover. In any normal circumstance, Tennessee at home plus double digits. I'm, I'm all in, but the combination of watching Missouri slice and dice that Tennessee run defense, which has been really good. And that's, that's the one thing uh, about Tennessee that I give Hypo credit for is losing Hendon Hooker, you know, having all the hype of Joe Milton, but really having to change things up and be reliant on the run game and 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 having guys that could do it up front. The offensive line, defensive line have been really good. But last week that and then being on that sideline to see how connected Georgia is as a program, both sides of the ball, and just the relentless relentlessness that they play with is just so eye-opening, uh, and it's so awesome uh, to see because, you know, obviously they have a ton of talent, but the way they have adopted the the energy and the mantra of Kirby Smart, where he where he is just nothing's going to work here except hard work, is really, really cool to see. You saw that with all the Eagles on the sidelines. Uh, that went to Georgia. Uh, it's just really, really cool, and they got it. They got it cranked and ready to go. So I'm going to take Georgia minus the points. Well, I'm like 30 games behind, so it just only <laughs> behooves me to disagree with you guys. There um, we go. <laughs> why not just dig? Uh, why not just dig a deeper? Uh, dig a deeper hole. Um, I uh, in a tip of the cap to that beautiful cauldron of energy. That is Neyland Stadium that we saw twice last year for college game day. That place is a throaty rumble of energy that I truly think can be a difference maker here. Georgia's one road test this year was at Auburn, and they were perfectly pedestrian for that day until they decided to throw to Brock Bowers 62 consecutive plays (laughs) and then ended up uh, and then ended up winning. I feel like Tennessee can control the clock a little bit. And again, it's all bizarro now, right? We talked about Tennessee's run game, uh, you know, in in the switch Heupel's made. Georgia's the one with the explosive offense, which really wasn't the case. They had good offense the last two years. But this this is a legitimate explosive passing offense that they have. I think Tennessee controls the game. I think environment affects Georgia to some extent. I feel like Georgia's front isn't the same front that we remember, the same front that the Eagles are playing with now, essentially. 
And um, I feel like we uh, we get a nice little backdoor cover here from the Vols. Don't hate it at all. Next up, North Carolina headed to Clemson. Clemson, a six and a half point favorite. Interesting. This kicks off at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll start with Steve and then go to Pete and Reese. Love the over in this game. Obviously, that's not part of the picks. Uh, I believe North Carolina has the goods. I'm not there all the way on Clemson, and I just think it's too many points. So I'm going to take North Carolina. I'm going to take it precisely because it's too many points. I just feel like I just feel like North Carolina has just been so milk toast the, the last couple of weeks. They've been going they've been going through the motions, and I, I watched them against like undermanned undermanned Duke the other night, and I just like couldn't have been less impressed. Um, that defense is really not talented anywhere other than the uh, other than the defensive line, and I feel like even this Clemson offense, which has been sporadic. We'll be able to uh, we'll be able to move the ball against the uh, against the Chiz. So again, just we have seen North Carolina fade and fail late in the season, and they've certainly shown the symptoms of it with the Virginia loss and the Georgia Tech loss, and underhanded Duke giving them everything possible. So I think Clemson rolls them. I, Pete, I agree with you. I mean, there's still no bigger fan of Drake May than I am. I, I think he's a sensational prospect. I think he's going to be a great pro. I think he's a tremendous college quarterback. And I think he's, you know, watching that Duke game the other night, I mean, just continually put in impossible situations. And I just, I can't get to a point where I would trust Carolina to win this game or even even cover it. Now Clemson's not what it was, but you know Tyler from Spartanburg. Since Tyler from Spartanburg, they've looked a little more like Clemson, and at least closer. So I just look. I I I love the Drake, but mm-hmm. I just I just don't. I can't see how they can get there against Clemson. I doubt that they protect him well enough. Um, you know. Carolina will probably find some ways because of him, because of Ted's Walker and the running game. They'll find some ways to get some points up. Yeah. But who in the world, who in the world can trust Carolina to stop anybody from scoring? And ultimately, too much pressure. Offense will probably make a mistake. Clemson wins and covers. We gotta be careful criticizing Carolina's defense because Chiz could be working with us again pretty soon here, the way they've played the last uh, the last two years. No lies have been spoken so far in the critiques, I don't think. Ooh. Next game. Huge fight at the top of the Mountain West. UNLV at Air Force. Air Force, a three-point favorite. This also kicks off at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Meaty 3.30 part of the schedule here. We'll start with Pete, then go Reese and Steve. A dominant UNLV football team at eight and two defies generational norms. Awesome. It is awesome, and it is just... Again, we all have these inherent biases that are built up in our minds because we've seen the results of so many games for so many years. And it's just hard to think of UNLV going to Air Force and punching Air Force in the mouth um, in in this way. Uh, All credit to Barry Odom and what they've done. Unbelievable. I I think our friend Bill Connolly should revive his Barry Odom jersey and get a UNLV taped over it. Uh, (laughs) Bill, our stat expert, Missouri grad, had a Barry Odom jersey when he was a student at Missouri. We tease him about it occasionally, but uh, it deserves to be dusted off for for what they've been uh, for what they've been able to do. 
And they've been beating teams too. You know what I mean? Like it's not been a uh, John Summerall nickname Troy's 12 and two last year, a modest 12 and two because they won mostly one score games. This has not been, this has not been modest by, mm-hmm. uh, by, by any means. And quite frankly, if you, if, if you look back, their 35 to seven loss to Michigan actually looks pretty good considering yeah. what, what Michigan did ragdolling, uh, ragdolling everybody else. So all that said, uh, I am going to take Air Force. Uh, I just feel like they find a way to consistently move the ball as well as anybody. And uh, home game, I hope it snows. And I, uh, I, I, I want to give all credit to Barry, but I can't. I can't take him here. I don't know what's happened to Air Force uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I, I thought that they might trip <clears throat> up when they went to Colorado State, and they mm-hmm. really, really played well. Then. Uh, you know, then Army took care of them. Then they, you know, what they scored six points. I think they scored 13 against Hawaii last week, sort of just, uh, you know, out of nowhere, they've gotten really sideways. And, you know, it's only a three point game, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and take Air Force. I'm really, you know, really tempted to take UNLV. I mean, we've shown some highlights of them the last couple of weeks, got a chance to see a little bit of, of of them playing uh, Jaden Maeva has you know has started to come along you know throwing for about 200 yards a game this season they they stopped the run okay uh so it gives me some pause about picking air force but I, I'm I'm gonna stick with the known commodity think it was just a little uh hitch in the get along a little bump in the road for the Falcons and they'll get it back together um against UNLV this weekend and win the game Love when Reese goes before me because I could get the right pronunciation of Maeva. I think it's Maeva. I think Maeva. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. right. You're right because I know I heard it and I can't. I'm bad at translating. But when you look at UNLV, they've scored on everyone. You know, you go 34 against Wyoming, 56 New Mexico, even 24 at at Fresno, beat Colorado State, Nevada, put up 45. It's it's is the coach of the year F. Power five or no? Is there an FBS coach of the year? Because I don't even think it's a question who should win, and it's Barry Odom. Pete, do you have anything? Uh, I think you can vote for anybody you want. Like, yeah, uh, wait, yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. The no, it's not, coach it's not just year. Power yeah. Five. It's yeah. it's the whole uh, it's it's the whole it's the whole D one. He's been he's been unbelievable. When when you're getting texts from former UNLV great quarterback Kenny Main, and he's saying, "Have you seen the red?" <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's it's really fun and. You know, nobody loves a winner more than than that city. So that's been awesome. But I'm with Reese. I, I just feel like you involve some weather here, uh, and and the way Air Force has been. I don't know what, what they got into the last two weeks, but uh, I trust that system against the great story of UNLV. So I'll take Air Force. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I don't know, and I should, and it just occurred to me. Are they in the midst of any type of exams or anything going on at the academy? Right now, that might that might explain what's happened to them the last two games. I don't know. We should we should look into that. That'd be yeah. a good thing for game day. I'll look into it by Saturday. Okay. UCLA at USC. USC a seven point favorite. This one kicks off at three thirty p.m. Eastern time. Let's go, Reese, Steve, and then Pete. This could be. Caleb Williams' final game. Now, maybe he plays in the bowl game. Bryce Young and Will uh, Will Anderson did last year. It's not going to be the same level of bowl game that those two played in, but you know their insurance policies and things of that sort, and perhaps that's what Caleb wants to do. 
Um, but there's also the possibility that this is his final game in college as a Trojan and that he goes on to the NFL. Uh, UCLA has not inspired a great deal of confidence. Uh, SC has been bitterly disappointed by the last couple of games. I think they respond offensively, and I just don't think there's any way UCLA uh, can attempt to keep up. So I'm going to take the Trojans and uh, take the Trojans to win and cover. Yeah, the the stuff around UCLA is not good. And when you look at uh, Caleb in this offense, going there and, and doing what they did last week in Eugene uh, is enough to me. I know it didn't start great, but still to to show some fight and, and battle back uh, and score and have success offense. Uh, can't wait to see the matchup. Uh, but I do think that against, you know, USC's offense against that UCLA defense, but I just how bad the quarterback situation is at UCLA is 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 enough to make me uh want to want to take USC minus the points. A little bit of optimism for Garber's coming back. So okay. don't uh, you know, uh and for those investing, be patient with uh, you know, with your with your information flow. Um I'm gonna take I'm gonna take chip like here. I just feel like Chip can find a way to puncture that punctured defense. I mean, look, USC's lost four or five games, mm-hmm. and the one they won was that you know uh, taffy pull with Cal that was mm-hmm. that they gave up forty eight or fifty points or whatever it was. So, any vote of confidence in that USC defense, even if they did recover from a horrible start in Eugene, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna think Chip can find a way around it, through it, or over it, and uh, there's enough metal in that uh, UCLA defense. Where they can slow down uh, USC. I mean, that's USC is a program that had national championship hopes. They had Pac-12 title hopes. There's it's in that Coliseum is going to be empty. I mean, mm-hmm. that is uh, LA is a front runner town, and the front has run away. So I feel like this is going to be a internal motivation game, and I think UCLA will have that. It's crazy to think that. Somebody's going to lose this game, and these two teams are going to combine for eight conference losses. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Big Ten. If you if you are basing your coaching decision on the outcome of one game, you should have already made your decision. So, with that said, does this game have any bearing, Pete, from what you've heard or? suspect on chip kelly's future because there were some things brewing and you you your sources had indicated that perhaps that was uh not accurate so i think any report that they made a decision on chip kelly is premature um i would think the cal game would probably have more of an impact right than the than than the than the usc game look they're six and four um they can win seven eight games uh you know the chip kelly era has gone generally well Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't been gangbusters, but it's been it's been solid and strong. Um, it would be interesting to see if the leadership at UCLA or, quite frankly, some pretty powerful powers that be, um, you know, who who are affiliated with that university want to go into the Big Ten with a new with a new face. Um, and is that Jonathan Smith or is that Jed Fish or is that somebody completely outside the box? I don't know. But I would say that Chip Kelly is safe right now. I think that's probably the, probably the best the best way to uh, the, the best way to put it. Game of the week right here. Washington at Oregon State. Beave, a two and a half point favorite. This one kicks off at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Steve, Pete, Reese. I cannot wait 
for this game. Uh, when you look at Oregon State and all that's happened and what looks like it's going to be uh, them and Wazoo as as the Tupac or the Tupac, whatever it's going to be, look at Oregon State's schedule, what they've had all season, and the two teams they play at the end. And then you factor in that they have just not been able to do it against UW and winning once in the last 11 years. And then you go back and look at the last three and how close these games have been. Everything, everything points to Oregon State winning this game. They're they're now favored in the game. And when I look at Washington, we talked about that road. you, You brought it up when they went to SC. Look at this schedule coming up. And this sort of... I don't know why people seem to to overlook. It was like, all right, they got they go to SC and then they get Utah at home. Those two teams have been thorns in their side. They both played in the Pac-12 title game last year, blah, 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 blah. This is the game I had circled the whole time because this is a different animal in the angst uh, and, and, and the way Oregon State goes about things. And college football, how it happens is, you know, the teams that get you at the end of the schedule have more tape on you. They're able to see more things and what teams have tried to do to defend you. And I, I just love the situation for Oregon State here. Can't wait to watch it. And I'll take Oregon State. Hard for me to go against or Oregon State. I just feel like Washington's defense is is generally proven vulnerable. And Oregon State is built to slow a game, limit mm-hmm. possessions, uh, channel the energy environment that will be generational, I think, at Reser for that place. Like I think that's like a like a once a decade kind of night if you're uh, if you're if you're mm-hmm. a beaver fan and all your angst, <laughs> all your excitement, so much different energies will be channeled through and uh I don't want to pick against that. I think that that force is too powerful, and that program has been built too soundly to uh, to not win this game in in cover on uh, Saturday. Everything is set up for Oregon State. <laughs> I mean, even Vegas has them as a favorite, and Washington's the first top five team to be an underdog this year. I, I've loved this Oregon State team from the beginning of the season, and it just seems too easy. To, mm. to pick them right now. I believe Washington is real. I understand what you're saying about you know some of their issues on defense, and it may be that they get bullied around and run on, which Oregon State is really good at doing. I think this is a, a terrific game between two excellent football teams. I was surprised that Oregon State lost um, against Arizona. I thought they would they would come in with just a single loss, which is a, was a little bit inexplicable in retrospect. Much different Washington State team now than then. Mm. Do worry they they give up pass yards, but they intercept the ball. You know, but a lot of those interceptions, uh, if you go and look the turnovers they force, the Oregon State defense in the in the passing game, you go back and look at it. It's against the weaker teams. Uh, I'm going to take Washington. I'm going to go ahead and bow down to Washington and say that they prove that they are real, remain undefeated, because every little bit of logic and college football history and the setup and everything, just it, this just feels like one of those games that the undefeated team's going to lose. And yet, for some reason, I'm going to say that they don't. So I, I'm going to take Washington and the points. Quick little flip on the old weather app shows 70% chance of rain, uh, low of 39, high of 53. 
a central casting Corvallis day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last one on the board here, Texas, with another potential rig to dodge, a seven and a half point favorite at Iowa State. This one kicks off at 8 p.m. Eastern. We will start with Pete, then Reese and Steve. I really want to pick Iowa State in this game. I really want this to be like a, a good old slog of a game in uh, in in Ames in November. But I just think at this point, there has to be a class of talent on both lines that Texas has that Iowa State doesn't. I know Jonathan Brooks is out. Quinn Ewers is back. I uh, I just really feel like that's there's just there's there's too much of a talent difference to to over to overthink this sunny day in Ames on Saturday too, which is uh, mm-hmm. which which is going to matter. It looks like it's going to be in the 40s. So uh, actually high 55. So I think Texas gets right. I think they go up there and they take care of business and win by 10 points. I think weather would have been a big deal there too, and. I'm the one that felt like Texas had already escaped the mm. rinks after Houston and Kansas State. And certainly it appeared that they had done so. And then they said, wait a minute. We <laughs> want to increase the degree of difficulty. Let's squander a 20-point fourth quarter lead and put ourselves in jeopardy right down to the very end. My against, mouth was uh, watering in the fourth quarter. Thinking about that TCU. state. I know. You <laughs> you could almost taste it. Um I think I agree with you. Everything you said analytically, Pete, about the lines of scrimmage, Iowa State can't match up there. Um, But a lot of these other teams weren't supposed to be able to. Also, Texas loses focus. And I I think Texas will win the game because I think they've dodged enough of these, and they certainly do one of those complete performances where they not only get the lead, which they've done in all of these games, by the way, They've established themselves with big leads, and then they've let their foot off the gas. They're due one where they continue to accelerate and plow through a team. Maybe that comes Saturday. But I've seen enough recently to say, you know what? They'll probably mess around and let them stay close. I think Texas wins, but I'll take the touchdown in the hook uh, night game in uh, in Ames, be a rowdy crowd. Um, so I'll I'll say the Cyclones stay close enough, but Texas escapes again and continues the theme of the season. Totally agree. Uh, when I look at the matchup and, again, uh, where Iowa State was at the beginning of this season and how bad the outlook was uh, is is a great job that anybody wanted to challenge Matt Campbell on when you know he he did have those teams with, with senior-laden and, and they didn't pan out. But to do what he's done – against this the problem is the teams that they've beaten during this run a BYU even when they lost to Kansas a Baylor a Cincinnati a TCU they don't have close to what Texas has up front on that defensive line so I think it's tight I think it's tough but Texas wins and Iowa State covers that's all she wrote there there you go now we have rivalry week coming up next week we'll do a couple of podcasts and you can enjoy around the thanksgiving turkey steve's going to be doing a little traveling next week so we wish you well on that wish you luck on the fridge on saturday um are are you are you looking forward have you met the jonas brothers before steve you kind of know everybody (laughs) i have not i have not i hope you i hope you get that opportunity yeah yeah saturday the Jonas Brothers kicked me out of my trailer at the draft. 
that's uh, whatever whatever night they were on uh they're like yeah you can just do all your you know i'm not on much during the draft i'm trying to monitor trades and p- players rise and fall whatever they're like you can say it until the jonas brothers come and now uh, they did buy the jonas brothers a bunch of beer i could unfortunately couldn't drink any of it but it was a nice <laughs> it was it was a nice touch so i was like yeah i guess i'll just stand outside for an hour so hey, no, I, uh, no, no malice they were awesome on the they were awesome on the thing i was just like oh here we are <laughs> don't they, don't feel like the lone ranger the first year that we took the draft on the road to nashville uh taylor swift came on came on the show she was not on with us hooligans she was on with robin roberts but it was the same same broadcast but there was one green room area and there was a big curtain and we were we were informed we were not to go on the other side of that curtain (laughs) so and so we didn't it was you know it was shut down so don't don't feel badly about that there oh i don't feel bad i know right where i am on the priority scale yeah Yeah, we're all there but it it they uh they they have a song waffle house and it is the number one played in my car and my four-year-old just waits till they say waffle house and yells it at the top of her lungs so that is uh you are raising them right steve yeah can can you imagine let's say what if ucf were in the mix and waffle house and gus malzahn and everything that (laughs) although trevor trevor lawrence has been known to make a make a trip over to the Jack I've seen Steve's that Waffle House to yeah. celebrate, oh. which we most certainly did not get on Sunday. We'll get things right in Duval after that. This has been fun, guys. I hope uh, all of you have a safe trip to James Madison. Look forward to the show there. It'll be a lot of fun. I uh, hope you'll tune in and join us Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Complete day of college football. Pete will be all over the Michigan story, whatever comes of the Harbaugh hearing in Washtenaw County on Friday afternoon. And Michigan, of course, plays Maryland, which is not too far away from where we will be in Harrisonburg. This has been the College Game Day podcast. We urge you to subscribe, download wherever you like to listen to your podcast, and we'll talk next week.